Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. So do you think that you could ever really be friends with your ex? Like, think about it for a moment. Think of all of the exes that you've ever dated in your past. Do you foresee yourself ever being friends with them in your future? I know that we've all been there at least once. If not more in our lives when you know that you have to have that really uncomfortable conversation with that person that you're seeing, that you're dating, that you call your significant other, your boyfriend, whatever, that it's just time to break things off and move on. And you might have actually prepared yourself mentally for that conversation. You might have even rehearsed that conversation to yourself in the mirror over and over again And shit, you might even anticipate what that person will say, how they'll react, and what will happen after that moment is over. And then you walk in and you do it, just like the time before, the boyfriend before, because you knew it was over then. And you know that this one is now coming to an end in this very moment. You go in, you do it. You get the reaction, whether you expected that reaction or not, and you walk away from the situation knowing that even though you're not exactly happy, you're feeling a little sad and melancholy and a little wounded, but in the back of your head, you just know that it was absolutely the right fucking thing to do. And you know it's just time to move on with your life. But what happens when... The exact opposite scenario happens when you don't see it coming and your boyfriend or your significant other or whoever it is that you're dating comes to you and out of nowhere so unexpectedly tells you that they're ready to end the relationship and it's over for them and you are just shocked, dumbfounded, 
and didn't see it coming. And they just continuously try to console you by saying that they still want to be your friend. And how do you go from that situation where you were so in love with this person and changing your mindset into a transitional period of going from boyfriend to best friend? So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore what exactly it might mean to go from ex-boyfriend to best friend. You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Bopper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that really just can't be friends with you after a breakup because it's just a little too messy for all of that. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we explore the entire notion of what it means to transition from ex-boyfriend to best friend. And are you actually capable of making that transition? Are you able to go from ex-boyfriend to best friend? Can you be friends with your ex? That's the question that we're actually asking you, the listeners, as well as a few of my friends this week in the Your Gay Expose segment, like if they're even capable of having a friendship with anybody that they've been with in their past and why or why not. And we'll go over some of those answers this week. And really, I just wanted to give you my specific story. So really what this is, is as I'm writing in my book, that's really just a full-blown expose of my entire life once I moved to San Francisco, I felt so much that Braden is just such a really huge part of my story that really just needs to be told. And if you think that for one moment you can't be friends with your ex, think about it very, very carefully because I don't honestly know how I would live without this friend in my life. But first, before we actually look at ourselves in the mirror with devastation because we just got dumped by that guy we thought we were going to spend the rest of our lives with, first, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's Re-Expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand 
or even I didn't fully understand. You came for me and I felt like I needed to readdress. Or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, fuck God, what the fuck was I even trying to say there? Oh God, that so didn't work. What a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. And you guys, look at your screen. Right now in this moment, do you see that guy, that beautiful, handsome, gorgeous man that's sitting there with his pale white bubble butt popping out of that jock strap? Well, that's me. <laughs> Surprise! Welcome to My Gay Expose Podcast's new official cover art. And honestly, you guys, I just felt like it was time to sort of reinvent the show's vibe or the feel or the moment. And, you know, because we just last week launched Bossy Power Bottom Wear, I just decided to, like, hold the hands of that line and just jump in with My Gay Expose podcast as well and just create a new feel, vibe, look, and moment. So, I mean, if you notice, there's my bare ass hanging out for the world to see. And, you know, baby, that's fucking branding. It is fucking branding. Anyone who sees this photo will fully know exactly what they're getting themselves into before they encounter the show without any sort of disclaimer or anything else that I have to say. It's just right there in that beautiful, juicy, pale white butt. (laughs) And the reception's been very fucking amazing, incredible. So excited for this next chapter, this new journey, and this just this this vibe that just screams Christina Aguilera, genie in a bottle, and transitioning into Christina Aguilera, dirty. It's very that. <laughs> and I know the kids probably don't fully get that reference because I'm kind of dating myself in this moment. But really, this is just the new feel that I'm expecting my entire brand to exude moving forward. And speaking of my entire brand. You guys, I'm so fucking excited that you guys love my bossy power bottom wear line. It's just this week has been a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, I've been planning this shit for months and months and we're finally here. The launch week of bossy power bottom wear and it's going so well. I was actually sort of told not to talk about like how well it's doing. But just to say thank you so much for being the best fucking part of everything that I've tried so very hard to create. But the one piece that is getting a little bit of back and forth is the piece that I so don't regret me making at all whatsoever. And that's the U equals U t-shirt where 100% of the proceeds go to my AIDS life cycle journey. Like every single cent that I profit off that t-shirt goes directly to this incredible organization that I'm so proud to be a part of and can't wait to participate in next year. But you guys, so the shirt itself actually says, undetectable equals untransmittable, so let's fuck. And basically, I mean, I don't think I have to fully explain what this means because we sort of touched on that last week in the expose. But basically, it's really, most importantly, even more important than donating all the funds to the AIDS life cycle and doing my very best to support a cause that I believe so much in, it really just 
kind of pisses me off that we're still in a moment where people actually look at this t-shirt that says undetectable equals untransmittable. So let's fuck and asks, what does that mean? We live in a fucking world where people don't know what this means. And that is why I'm so proud to create a piece that just sparks that topic of conversation that we really just all need to have. We need to talk about this whole AIDS, HIV situation in today's country because the rest of the fucking country isn't fucking talking about it. And the more awareness we can bring, the more education we can bring to the table for any and all people in this world, then really, I've just fucking done my job. And so far, the job is going really well because it has sparked a lot of back and forth and messages and just a complete overflow of whether people think that it's inappropriate or just don't understand what it means or whatever. But listen, you guys, I live in San Francisco where every gay who lives here with me is either fully educated and on prep to avoid getting HIV or is HIV positive and on medications that creates a moment where they become undetectable, which therein means that they can have unprotected sex and not transmit the virus. That's what this fucking shirt means. So whether you're negative and on prep, or even if you're negative and not on prep, or if you're positive and undetectable, you can honestly look at someone and say, let's fuck. So this shirt is really for the negative and the positive people in this world. So let's just all celebrate the education, the awareness, the entire like point of what this fucking shirt means. Fully understanding what it means to sleep with someone undetectable. It's just as safe as protecting yourself in any other way, shape, and form. And that's really the entire mission that I'm trying to do here. And again, you guys, buy this shirt. 100% of the proceeds go to the AIDS life cycle. So fucking excited for all of this and just the full-on embrace of this specific piece. Honestly, truth be told, I didn't think that this shirt was going to get as much attention as it has. And I'm so fucking glad. And that's exactly fucking why I've created this specific piece to create that conversation that nobody else in this country wants to have. So if you haven't yet taken a look at my line, Bossy Power Bottom, where? Go to RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I, Washburn.com, and take a look. I promise you, you won't regret it. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have a, uh, I think I can do this. Can I do this? Can I be friends with him? I don't even know. Themed undertone first. Let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners. Are you capable of moving forward in a friendship with any of your exes from your past? And why? And if not, why? And so really, let's just get all of those responses now. Michael says, 
It really just depends on how the relationship ended. Sergio says, yes and no. I'm close friends with my last two exes. I was with Rob for a total of nine years. And after I ended it, we both could see that we were better off as friends rather than lovers. The other has become one of my besties and I see him often. I still talk to a couple others that are just casual friendships and it seems to work. The ones I never speak to were either abusive, destroyed my heart for no reason, or they were a slut and they wanted to keep fucking others or I've lost contact with. So only two that I would ever even want to see again. My second BF ever, who was cheating on me with a guy two times our age and the most abusive one where I feared for my life and was on medication and able to eat. Wow, this is a a lot to digest just as a side note. (laughs) He continues, I still have PTSD from that psycho, but if he were to ever come near me now, I would tear him to shreds after all of his abusive talk and all the lies, and I could now just crush him like a bug. Well, Sergio, it sounds like you've grown from that experience, as terrible as that sounds, and so I guess we're going with yes and no. (laughs) Paul says... I can only be friends with any of my exes only if it wasn't a situation where someone cheated. (laughs) Allie says, I'm not friends with any of mine because the breakups have never been mutual. So when I've tried to be friends in the past, they've always tried to make it more than friends. So then I tell them it's best if we just don't talk. (laughs) Kelsey says, My most recent ex texted me today, and I tailspinned. So, no? (laughs) God bless therapy. My straight brother Ryan says as follows. Yes, it's called maturity. If you both have it, sometimes you realize that you are better apart as friends than together as lovers. Ugh, I hate that phrase. It's so rom-com. I have never experienced this, however, because by the time I was mature enough to achieve this, I got lucky enough to find my wife. Joe says, My ex is a lying asshole even years after we broke up, so I want nothing to do with him ever again. I only became honest with myself recently. Don't mistake kindness for sincerity. Michael number two says, sure, as long as the boundaries are set that we are just friends. Patrick says, I am friends with most of my exes. Joseph says, my ex left me and I believe he wants nothing to do with me. So I think not. Kyle says, I've never really had the opportunity to become friends with my ex. I think I could, but I usually just lose contact with them after the breakup and I just move on. Dorinda says, friends, no. Friendly only and only when I have to be. Sean says, my ex performed my wedding. (laughs) So I'm guessing that's a yes. Yes. 
Brayden says, <laughs> I'm only reading this because this is the person that we're focusing on this week. And this will just give you a little inkling of why I feel so okay with the idea that we're just super good friends now as opposed to a romantic situation because Brayden says as follows, I farted when it got really quiet in the office. It was loud in here for a minute. Well, before. And then I farted. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this completely and entirely sums up who Brayden is as a person Period. <laughs> this is actually the dynamic of our relationship now. Kevin says, if by friends you mean friends with benefits, then sure. But just friends with no sex? Fuck no. <laughs> oh my God. That wasn't even close to what the fucking question was. You stupid bitch. <laughs> San Diego Rob says as follows. Nope, too many unresolved feelings. I cannot unmeet someone as a lover. Wow, this this sounds like a lot of shit to unpack in therapy. <laughs> and as usual, all of these answers are just one big giant clusterfuck of yeses and nos all over the place for various different reasons why and honestly i think there was just one answer that was just a down flat outright no period situation like i think most of the answers actually said maybe i could if maybe i would not if like there was just a lot of back and forth and i sort of feel like most answers were open to it if the situation was right i guess you could say is that what you got? Because that's what I got. I don't know. But at any rate, if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's get my gay expose. And you'll find out exactly how I was able to transition from ex-boyfriend to best friend. All right, you guys, listen. I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. <laughs> but you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click 
five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. The year was 2016. And I'll never forget that fucking shower, you guys. As long as I fucking live. I was in there and I was just standing still, deep in thought as the water just poured over my body. And all I could think about was that moment that was about to happen. As soon as I walked out of that shower and out of that bathroom in that then Pacific Heights apartment in San Francisco, I knew that as I walked out of that shower, that I was going to walk into our then shared bedroom with my ex-husband and tell him that I was just ready to end things and that I was ready for a divorce and that it, it was over and I was done playing games with him and I was done pretending like this relationship was going to fix itself or work out or whatever. It was just time to move on. And you guys, I was so terrified to do that. In fact, I remember stepping out of that bathtub and wiping the steam off the mirror, looking at myself in the reflection of that mirror, taking deep breaths and looking myself in the eye and saying, you can do this. You can do this. You can fucking do this. And as I walked through that door and looked at my ex-husband as he was sitting on our bed waiting for the clock to strike 10 so that he could leave for work that morning, I just looked up at him and told him I was done and it was over. And that was it, you guys. That was fucking it. We had five months left on that lease. And I had like mentally prepared myself, just like I stated in the opening story so many times before even this relationship. I had always mentally prepared myself and like talked myself through that little speech of what it meant to walk in and just break things off with whatever boyfriend or husband or whoever it was that up to this moment in my life would be like the fourth or fifth one and just completely ended things. And that's my pattern. That's what I had done with each and every serious relationship up to this moment, even my ex-husband. You guys, I was brand new to the city. I didn't know what I was going to do next. I just, I had a job. We had time left on our lease I knew it was smart to stay and kind of look for a place to move separately in the meantime. And I moved all of my shit out into the living room of our little studio apartment in the Pack Heights area, bought a bed, laid it and like stacked it up in the fucking living room. And that's how we spent the remainder of that lease, just separate, apart. And I'll never forget it as long as I live laying on that bed in the living room of that Pack Heights apartment and getting that first message, that very first time from this boy called Brayden. Little did I know in that moment that that message that I received from Brayden would be a message that would forever change my entire life in such a fucking way that I still in this moment, as I sit here and think back through, can't even fucking explain. Brayden is to this day such a huge part of who I am as a San Francisco resident, a big part of my story, just a huge chapter in that book that is Ronnie Washburn. And I am so forever grateful that I met this boy on that day. And even though we started things off in a romantic way, 
ended up breaking things off and moving in a direction of friendship. As I went to lunch just a couple weeks ago with Brayden and our mutual friend, Victor, and Brayden broke the news to me that he was officially, after the fucking almost nine years that he and I have been friends and or involved with each other, etc., he was moving to San Diego. He officially is moving to San Diego, you guys. And I'm so like kind of sad as I like recap all the shit that we went through together, ups and downs, all of it. I just, it's so hard to swallow the idea that even though he's really not moving that far away, the one person that I met right when I broke things off with my ex-husband and just showed me every single fucking aspect of San Francisco that I just needed to know in that moment is officially leaving and moving. And it makes me so fucking sad. But before we actually talk a little bit more about his move and all of that shit and our friendship and everything that we currently are in this moment, let me start from the beginning. The beginning where we were actually romantically involved or boyfriends. Brayden and I hit it off like super early on. And we just, I remember we went on our first fucking date at the Blush Wine Bar in the Castro and we just, it, we clicked. It worked. It was good. And I even remember, because I was still living with my fucking ex-husband at the time, that as we sat there and we waited for my bus to come pick me up at the end and we just made out profusely, I remember thinking in that moment, like, I think this guy is just something different. Are you guys? That he was. In fact... Because I had kind of a fucked up situation in regards to me still living with my ex-husband in that moment, he also actually kind of had a fucked up living situation in regards to the idea that his roommate was like kind of crazy, (laughs) a little psycho, and just really didn't like having people over in general. We couldn't really like spend any time together at our places, so... We actually, at the beginning part of us dating, we just, we like downloaded the hotels.com app where it's like, you know, like that hotel, like app that pretty much gives you like all the rooms that some of the hotels throughout the city couldn't actually book out and they'll give them to you at a discounted rate. Literally, Brayden and I, that's how we had sex for like the first fucking few months that we were dating like we felt like full-on fucking prostitute type situations because we would get these hotels just to have sex in it was cute until he finally got his own place and then we sort of started you know to hang out more at his spot and then I moved and ended up finding a place with my current roommate and he would stay here sometimes and I would stay with him sometimes Our, our relationship just kind of blossomed and flourished from there and you know Honestly, he showed me everything that I really needed to know about San Francisco. He introduced me to all the things that I now currently look back on and just realize that he was just such an intricate part of like my introduction to the city and gay life and all of the shit that I experienced in those first moments of living here as a San Francisco City resident was all because of him. I even got my place because of him. He's the one who sent me the Craigslist ad. Like, I literally owe 
and attribute so much of my early San Francisco life to this boy called Brayden. And you guys, honestly, I feel like I was kind of in love and I just, we, everything was so great. We would have lunch together every day. I worked nights. He worked days. I would meet him at a, outside his office. And we would always do lunch and just everything was going the way that it was supposed to go. We started doing little weekend getaways together. Everything was just so much fun. He was fun. He liked to do shit. It was, everything was going so well. And then one day, almost one year later, I decided that I was going to like surprise him with like some kind of weekend getaway to celebrate like one year together. You guys, as far as I knew, our relationship was going really fucking well. Like things were going great. Like I did not foresee an end anytime soon, anywhere in sight. I just, he put up with a lot of my bullshit. He even like handled a lot of my moments where I got really fucking drunk and sometimes got jealous that other guys were checking him out at the clubs and shit. Like he actually would full on have conversations with me calling me out, but like he didn't make any indication that he was like ready to end things or call it quits until one day when we went to lunch together as we always did. And I kind of casually mentioned that we should get away for a weekend and just celebrate our one year together. And he acted kind of weird. And I didn't think anything of it in the moment, but whatever, it was a Friday, some shit like that. And I just assumed that we can continue planning the trip. And the following like Tuesday, we always went to yoga at Grace Cathedral together. And so I just assumed that we were doing the same thing that week. So on that Tuesday morning, I text him asking him if he wanted to go to yoga as usual And he just simply replied, no, let's just hang out at my place. And it was a very short text and it didn't really make sense. But again, I had no fucking idea what was about to happen or what was about to take place. And as we walked through his house front door and I went and sat myself down on the couch of his living room and he walked in and his happy, bubbly little face that he always had on his expression just suddenly shifted into like one of the most terrified looking face moments that I've ever seen on him. And I think up to that moment had never seen on him. He looked at me in the eye and basically told me that he was done and he was ready to break things off and call it quits. And that was it. And you guys, I never saw it coming. This was the first time in my entire fucking life that a boyfriend had actually broken up with me. I didn't have the time to mentally prepare I didn't have the time to do that speech to myself in the mirror. Shit, I didn't even want to break up with him. I was enjoying our relationship. I just, I was like totally blindsided. Didn't see it coming. Just absolutely in total fucking shock. You know, the reasons that he gave me for the breakup that day was that he just didn't see himself in a relationship with anybody in that moment. And that he just really felt that he needed to be single. And that's what he wanted to do. And how could I argue with that? That's just not something that I can talk him out of. And he professed to me that he really did want to maintain a friendship with me. 
And in the back of my head, I wanted to be cool about it because I'm going to be honest, I had never maintained a friendship with any of the exes from my past. And I can sit here and honestly say that I don't have any sort of a relationship, even if it's super casual, aside from my ex-husband. And only because we have to be because of my son out of the any of the other boyfriends from my past. Like that just doesn't even exist. So the thought and the idea of Brayden and I sort of moving from a relationship romantically into a friendship, I didn't even know where to begin. You guys, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what happened. And I remember it just like it was yesterday. I wanted to pretend like I was okay with it, even though I was crushed. I was fucking devastated. I wanted to cry, but I didn't feel like I could. Like, I just felt numb. I just didn't know how to feel or think. And we, our plan for that evening was just to watch a movie at his place. And I'll never forget that fucking movie. Even to this day, when I see it, it reminds me of that moment. The fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. The As I sat there watching that stupid fucking raccoon shooting guns. All I could think about was how devastated I was. I couldn't even fucking concentrate on the movie. I couldn't think about anything else. And I just couldn't pretend anymore. And I just looked at him and I said, I have to go. I need time to process this. I'll hit you up later. We can reconvene later. We hugged each other and I left. And you guys, as I got on that bus, it felt like a bus ride that was like an eternity with my thoughts. And as I looked out the fucking bus window and just watched all of those houses flash past me and I just stood there and looked at my reflection in that fucking bus window and watched all these houses flash by and I wondered who the people were in those houses and I wondered what their lives were like and would would they have possibly even experienced how I was feeling in this moment? Did they think the same way that I did? Did they get broken up by boyfriends unexpectedly? Were they ever fully devastated after a breakup? And how did they deal with it? And that's all I could fucking think about as I literally took that bus ride home. And how would I ever transition from ex-boyfriend to even just a friend, not even best friend, a friend? But you guys, it took a long time It didn't happen overnight, but I'm here to tell you out loud and proud that Brayden is that one friend that literally is that person who's on all of my fucking emergency contact shit. Like he is continuously and will always be the person that I can trust more than almost anyone else in this fucking world. And that's just because of the like kind and genuine demeanor that he is as an individual. And It's undeniable. If you know who this person is, you just know that he is just one of the most fun, fun loving, just caring people, just goes out of his way to make everyone else in his life feel special. And he was just such a genuine person. I could not lose him in my life. It just couldn't be a thing. So somehow I had to figure out how to get over him and put my mind in a direction of what it meant to actually just be friends with him. Where do I even fucking begin? 
So this entire breakup situation happened in like May of 2017. And as I've stated so many times on this show, my roommate and I almost always found any reason throughout the year to throw some kind of themed party, whether it was St. Patrick's Day, Halloween, Pride, whatever the situation or the celebration was about, that's like the party that we threw, the theme or whatever. So this specific year in the end of June was Pride weekend. And so we were having a fucking Pride party, a really big one at that. And, you know, it had only been like a couple of months. And in the meantime, leading up to this Pride party, I told myself that I needed to continue to have these lunches with Brayden just to show him that I was willing to make an effort to be his friend and to work on that transition from ex-boyfriend to best friend. And I didn't know how I was going to do it, but it was what I needed to do to try and make that situation a reality. Well, you guys, on all these lunches, we started to talk about like grinder shit back and forth. And even though I was fucking around with guys on grinder and doing my single thing and whatever, for some reason, every time he told me about any one of his like friends with benefits or any other guy that he was fucking around with, I pretended with a big smile on my face and laughed and joked with him about the situations. But in reality, it was like literally like he was taking a knife, stabbing it in. And with every single story, it was like he was just turning that knife a little bit further to the left. And it just felt very much like that. But I tried my very best to create the illusion that I was like friends and we were in that new space where we can swap grinder stories and hookup situations and friends with benefits and all of it and just move on but I really wasn't moving on so that being said when we had our pride party that year of course I invited him and of course he was there and of course we were all drunk and of course we were having a really great time and of course the party was packed full of people And I will never forget this shit as long as I live, you guys. I made the biggest fucking, most embarrassing scene of all time. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Brayden was on his phone for a long period of time. And I think I was chatting with somebody on the couch next to Brayden, but like talking to somebody else. And suddenly Brayden kind of tapped my shoulder and was like, hey, uh, do you care if I invite somebody to the party? Now, you guys, listen. He had just told me about this new friends with benefits that he had just recently had that he had been revisiting multiple times. And, you know, this was most of the content that was actually continuously turning that knife that was like in my heart and continuing to turn and turn and turn. And so because I was so drunk and because I so wasn't overbraiding yet, I instantly just shot up in that moment at this full packed party of people in the living room of our Castro apartment and screamed out on the top of my lungs, no, no, absolutely not. I am not ready to meet your fuck buddy. I don't want to meet any of your friends with benefits that you've had sexual relations with. No, no, you cannot invite anybody here. No, And like you guys, I'm not kidding. The entire fucking room stopped their mingling and talking and chatter and just turned and looked at me. And I just was making the biggest fucking ridiculous scene ever. 
And Brayden got up and got like a really like upset look on his face and said, what are you fucking doing? Why are you talking to me like this? This is bullshit. We're not together anymore. You need to fucking face facts. You need to understand that this is something that we're going to do. And if you want to be friends and like, he just kind of went on and on and on and on. And I started yelling back. And eventually a few of my friends kind of grabbed me and were like, okay, Ronnie, it's time to go to some of the bars. Come on, let's get out of here. You're making a scene. Okay. Like, yeah. All right. Let's take him this way. And I was just so fired up, pissed off and upset. Went out to a few bars with friends, got pretty drunk and then just woke up in my bed just with all sorts of shame and regret and like, what the fuck did I do? Why did I do that? Why would I put myself in a situation where this guy that everyone knows at this party that we're no longer together, but we used to date and we're working on our friendship and just create the scene where I just made the biggest ass of myself and like declaring to everybody that I wasn't fucking over him and that I was still into him. And it was just so... Oh, I can't even fucking put into words how crazy I felt laying in that bed that next morning, hung over as fuck and just regretting every single fucking thing that happened the night before. And you guys, it took a lot of energy, but I had to call him. I had to make things right. I had to try my very best to call him and talk to him about what had happened the night before. When I called Brayden, he was very respectful He did definitely fuck me up and tell me how much of an idiot I was and how he was so pissed off at my behavior. And I totally, totally apologized, took full on responsibility for it. And I just tried to explain that I feel like I wasn't really maybe ready in that moment to accept meeting anyone that he was trying to sleep with. And he stopped me in a sentence and said, you didn't ask me anything about the guy that I was asking you to come over. Did you? And I kind of like, was like, well, no, I guess I didn't. He's like, you didn't give me the opportunity to let you know that I just met this guy on Jacked. He's from Australia. He's here in San Francisco for business. And he doesn't know anyone in San Francisco and it's Pride Weekend. So I thought it would be nice for him to actually come do something, a.k.a. go to your party to celebrate Pride because he doesn't know anyone. And you guys, I felt like the biggest fucking asshole of all time. Here I was sitting here assuming that he was asking me if he could bring over one of his fuck buddies when in reality, he was just trying to do a nice and genuine thing for some guy that he had been chatting with And I just felt like the biggest fucking asshole of all time. And it was in that moment on that phone call with Brayden that day that I realized that if I wanted to keep Brayden in my life and continue to have a friendship with him, I needed to fucking give up this bullshit and move on and just move on and just know that we're only going to be friends. Stop acting like a fucking complete drunken idiot in front of other people You guys, for some reason, that conversation just helped turn the light switch in my head that fully defined what it means to transition from ex-boyfriend to best friend. And in that moment, our friendship was so much easier moving forward, even to a place where as we sit here in this moment, the idea and the notion that we were ever a romantic item at all whatsoever 
Ew. Gross. <laughs> like I, yeah, yeah, we've definitely both very mentally moved on far, far, far away from anything that would ever remotely be romantic at all whatsoever and just continued to grow as friends and we even brought our third friend Victor into our little triad of friendship and and just kind of continued to flourish and check in with each other about all of our fun little hookup stories and boys and all of it and just I am so grateful and thankful for Brayden one of my best friends in this whole fucking world and that ladies and gentlemen, is how I was able to transition from ex-boyfriend to best friend. It took a drunken, like, scene that I created and completely embarrassed the actual fuck out of myself to realize that if I didn't change my attitude and my way of thinking, that I was going to completely lose this friendship entirely. And I just couldn't have that. And as we sit here in this moment, And I reflect because Brayden literally is moving to San Diego within the next month. It makes me so fucking sad because we have just grown together and just just learned each other's lives so much more clearly. He's really one of the only people in my life that I can absolutely share everything fucking with. Like, you guys think that you get all of me on this show? Like, he gets, like, that much more. So he's just one of those people individuals in my life that I just could not fucking live without. We went to Thailand in 2018 for a month-long trip to celebrate his 40th birthday. We grew so much closer as friends because of that trip and that journey together. And he is just one of the most important individuals in my life. And honestly, probably a big part of why I'm sitting here in this current moment. With this show, if it wasn't for Brayden breaking things off with me that day, I would not be here exposing all my gay to you and the world and doing any of the shit that I'm doing creatively. It's all because that that boy named Braden, who I met on Jacked in 2016, decided to take me up on a date. We got together and then he decided a year later to break things off. And it was that moment that defined and fully created the entire Ronnie Washburn that I am today. And I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for this boy named Brayden. we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning. Well, I'd like to think we'd learn a whole hell of a lot. Well, at least we'd learn that it is probably somewhat doable for any of you to actually create a moment where you can actually transition from best friend to boyfriend, <laughs> from boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. The mess that I'm trying to say right now is like, it is possible for you to break up with a boyfriend and transition into fucking <laughs> best friends. Oh my God, what the fuck is wrong with me? But I mean, you get what the gist of what I'm saying. It is a possibility. But listen, I get 
that not every breakup is just as cut and dry as mine was with Brayden. And even though it was very that, and it took me being a drunken hot mess at a party in front of everyone creating a scene and a moment where I just was the biggest ass of all time, not willing to admit that I wasn't ready to move on in that moment and having to lay with myself with all of that fucking shame and regret the next morning after that big blowout at the party, I really did make me fully understand that if I wanted to continue having this guy in my life as a friend, I needed to just suck it up and move on. And I'm so fucking glad I did. And I'm so excited to see Brayden off on his San Diego journey and just what the next chapter in our friendship is moving forward. And he really will always be, regardless of where he lives in this world, one of my best friends in my entire life. And if you are capable of doing this very same thing, I encourage you to think about it. Give it a shot. And really, I just want to hear from you, the listeners. What do you think? Are you able to transition? Let's see if I can do it this time. From from ex-boyfriend to best friend. And tell me all about it by calling the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in. Leave a message and tell me about how you would do something like this and what that situation was like for you or if you couldn't or whatever. Just tell me all about what you think about this topic this week. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch when of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the latest, the newest piece to the My Gay Expose podcast puzzle, Bossy Power Bottom, where now live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will break up with you and then transition into becoming best friends with you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.